listening to Talk Crooked. We'll try this again. The social... Co- the so- you are listening to Talk Crooked. <laughs> the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject. My name is Kay. I'm Carrie. Wait, you forgot your line. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. Say it. <laughs> um, start over. <laughs> You gotta start over. <laughs> you are take three. <laughs> you are listening to Talk Cricket, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject while enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. I'm Carrie, <laughs> and we are struggling. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm struggling a lot today. We are having a struggle bus sort of day. It's also very hot in here. Mm-hmm. I've been hot all day. I sweated. I sweated in my new beautiful bra. <laughs> I hate sweating in a real bra. Yeah, it's the worst. I honestly just hate bras in general. But I'm, yeah, whatever. Same. <laughs> I'm very hot. Yeah, me too. I can go turn the AC down a little bit and see if it'll blast in here a little bit more. Please do that. Okay. Yeah. Because we can't leave this fan on. Yeah. Oh golly! Well, my poison out cleared up. Good. Praise Jesus. Yes. And Odin. And whatever the, the gods. Hindu thing is with all the arms and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the universe in general. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Blessed be. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> thank you, universe. Yes. Thanks for Kay's new laptop. Yes. Could you manifest one of those for me? <laughs> That'd be great. Literally, guys, I asked for a thousand dollars. And she manifested a thousand dollars. Yeah, she can fuck off. It's fine. <laughs> um, We're gonna make a very powerful vision board together, and you're gonna look at that and manifest all that for us too. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, I will. Okay. My fury will get us there. Yes. Our rage, mm-hmm. just blind feminist rage. Like I want to bleed all over somebody's nice. Yeah. Private jet. Did anybody see the uh, Lola video? That they posted on Instagram about the uh, the coalition to get um, I don't know if you could call it a coalition, but the like movement that they've started to like get tampons not taxed. Y'all are about to be so pissed if you haven't watched it yet. Because... I wish I could repost it. I wish there was a way to repost yeah. things on Instagram, mm-hmm. but you can't. It's really like a long process, and I don't want them to get pissed at me. But yeah, and maybe if we just cite them or tag them in it or something. Yeah, okay. I don't know. But um, I don't know if you guys know this, but tampons are taxed, and uh, you want to know about it in an episode. I yeah. hope they know it. Yeah, I've been listening to Minnesota people all day. So <laughs> Just sponged in their accent. I'm sorry. It's okay. But, um, do you know what's not taxed? Gun club memberships. Yeah. And parts for private jets. So we're going to bleed all over (laughs) private jets. Everyone's private jets are getting period blood on them. Yep. As well as their gun club membership cards. Because we know that anyone with a private jet is going to have a gun club membership card. I saw a man while I was camping (laughs) who had a shirt on that said, keep calm and carry guns. My mom and I just looked at each other. We That's were just, not keeping calm. No, we were just like, what? Like, <laughs> especially because my mom's a teacher, and so yeah. she was just like, I, I mean, if anyone's going to be kind of pro gun control, it's going to be my mother because she lives in the in the veil of a threat of a school shooting on the reg yeah. every day that she goes to work. Yeah, you know, and it's just oh god. I mean, and I'm not like. 
I'm just saying gun control. I'm not mm-hmm. saying take a, take all our guns. That <laughs> that crazy woman wants to take our guns. That's not what I'm no. saying. Because I have guns yeah. that we have locked away and we use responsibly for hunting and for our own protection, which is fine. Mm-hmm. We also do not have a history of, you know, blindness, extreme domestic violence, or, you know... Uh, What's the other one? Extreme mental illness, as in, like, personality disorders and the like, the, uh, that makes you hear voices and things of that nature. Like, any of these people, c- they've started doing that on some of my podcasts when they talk about the perps. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll talk about them, like, having a blind rage episode and, like, getting arrested for it and all of this stuff. And then they're like, and the crazy thing is that that guy can still go out and buy a gun without any sort of background check or anything at all. Fantastic. That's all we want, you guys. But we're not even talking about yeah. gun control today. <laughs> <laughs> not today. No, That's we just a subject for another time. Had a little struggle rant this morning. Yeah. This morning. It's not morning. I don't know where I am. What planet is this? I think it's Uranus. Is it Uranus? <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's where my head is. It's up my anus. Um, okay, so this week... <laughs> You know, again, again, in honor of pride, we decided to go with some relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we decided to talk about love languages. languages, and we don't have to say that very dark this time. Because no, because it's beautiful. It's, because it's not dark at all. Actually, <laughs> it's a lovely, lovely thing that I think a lot of times gets ignored. Mm-hmm. Or people don't think about because we just kind of assume that that in love feeling that we feel at the beginning of a re- relationship is going to stay. Yeah, it's going to last forever, which yeah. the average is about two to three years. Mm-hmm. And um, according to the man who came up with this theory, uh, Gary Chapman, who is brilliant, by the way. Oh, um, yes. Um, most of it, I will say this though, just a quick disclaimer. Um, he is a Christian um, marriage counselor. Um, however, any of the biblical references in his stuff, it, none of it is out of context. None of it is derogatory or hateful in any way. It's purely just like, here's a cool quote. Let me incorporate it. Mm-hmm. And I will also say this. It's also heavily gendered. Yes. Um, which bugs me. <laughs> but you know what? The content and the meat of what he's saying is still applicable to any relationship. And he does say that at the beginning in his mm-hmm. introduction. He says, like, this can be applied to dating relationships. It can be applied to friendships, family relationships, mm-hmm. any kind of relationships. Yeah. This is just the way that because he's a, he, because he's a Christian marriage counselor, uh-huh. I would say I'm pulling this number out of my butt, but I would venture the guess <laughs> that about 99% of the people he's counseled have been straight heterosexual married couples <laughs> yeah so he pulled you right from what you know and he's pulled mm-hmm. from what you from what he knows and he he says that these can be applied to homosexual relationships any of that kind of stuff it's basically Real, any kind of romantic relationship yeah real quick didn't you say that you had a correction that was it no like a correction from oh last episode. from last episode yes yeah. fuck what was it oh yeah we were talking about um bisexuality and stuff like that and i forgot to drop in the stat which um i just forgot to mention this when we were talking about how like a lot of times bisexuals are painted as promiscuous or like more prone to cheating and actually the numbers show that people who are bisexual are more prone to be monogamous than any other 
sexual orientation, including heterosexuality. Oh, wow. So, by the way, just yeah. throwing that out there to destroy that stereotype. Totally yeah. forgot. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, so... Um, but my <laughs> girlfriend and I were actually talking about this this morning, um... Because I texted her because I was curious because we haven't talked about any of this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, what's your love language? And she was like, so (laughs) I started the quiz and didn't finish it. And I was like, babe. (laughs) You have to get past the, yeah. Yeah. It it is a little redundant, but there's a reason for that. Yeah, there's a reason. And um, because psychology is such an ever-evolving science and because they have to make sure that you're not lying and that you're going to keep your answers consistent they kind of they'll restate the question in a different way yeah yeah and like um sometimes these change (laughs) as i found out yeah um especially i don't know when when things have happened things change and um (laughs) i i'm sorry i'll shut up and let you continue keep talking you're fine you're totally fine keep going Um, because, like, Carrie and I were talking about this a little bit today, too, because her main love language is touch. Mine is acts of service and quality time. They're tied. Like, yeah, touch used two that are pretty well tied. I have three, actually, because <laughs> hashtag high maintenance. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, but, like, one of my big ones used to be physical touch. Mm-hmm. And I retook this quiz in preparation for this episode. And I hadn't taken this since I had remembered certain since things. Since you had your, and, yeah, um, your memories resurfaced. Mm-hmm. Whatever, yeah. And so now all of mine have, like, completely changed. Oh, that's and, so crazy. Yeah. I wonder if mine have changed. I, I really, I should retake the quiz. Mm-hmm. I remember, so, okay, when I started doing my research, because this is so heavily gendered, mm-hmm. I had a tiny breakthrough. Oh, yeah? Yeah, hashtag pride. Um, (laughs) So, I remember when Josh and I were about to get married, and we, like, um, our officiant, he's a pastor at a community church. Um, He used to be my youth pastor when I was growing up. He's an amazing, amazing guy. And um, so, he gave us a bunch of reading material, and Gary Chapman is heavily referenced because he's brilliant. Oh, yeah. He's absolutely brilliant. And so a lot of them were by him. There were a few by some other, some other authors, be, authors because you want to get different perspectives. But um, I read this on the beach the summer before, before we got married, and he was reading it simultaneously because we were long distance for the first whole part of our relationship mm-hmm. until a year after we got married. So we had to buy two of all the books so that we could read them. Yeah. Um, simultaneously and so um we read them at the same time and i remember getting to that's not even relevant but i remember getting to the quiz at the back and realizing that i really identified with both Mm -hmm. sides um so i just because my language is physical touch and because i don't necessarily i don't know i just don't feel like i really fit into a stereotypical female side so like I, I I think like part of why I've been finding it so hard to find like a label for myself is because I think fluid is actually my gender identity mm-hmm. as opposed to my orientation so I kind of figured that out you know today <laughs> at lunch while I was doing my notes but it's just hard because like you read especially when it comes to my love language because it's all very heavily like because I read through the guy the guy one uh-huh as well because he has it split of yeah. course 
<laughs> shouldn't be, <laughs> but whatever. Um, it's it's just very different. Like for the guys, one of the questions was like, "I enjoy having sex with my wife," and the other one was like, "I enjoy being kissed and hugged." And there was like nothing about having sex on like the girl's side, and I was yeah. like, "Okay, excuse me." <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> very affronted yeah but like i just don't feel like i fit into either of the stereotypical notions you know what i'm saying and it's not like one day i feel like a dude and one day i feel like a woman like that's just not yeah no how it is but it's just you know i don't i feel just as comfortable in a three-piece suit as i would in a prom dress so or an evening gown so it's just like i don't i just don't fit it's fine i'm just out of place (laughs) in our civilization (laughs) that's fine um i started realizing my feelings about that when i did um gender studies Mm -hmm. um when i was in college and um i wouldn't go as far as to like use they or them pronouns even though like i did i did for a little while but it just like I'm more comfortable with she, but I'm also, like, I have very masculine qualities just because kind of how I was raised. (laughs) Like, um, as feminine as I was, I was also having to take on very masculine roles. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, again, like you said, it just, it doesn't always fit in a perfect little box. Right. And that's okay. Yeah, it's really hard (laughs) for that to be okay. I'm with you, though. Like, I don't think I need to go as far as there, you know? Mm -hmm. But, yeah. I I mean, I have a lot of friends. I ain't ain't your stereotypical woman, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. I just, like, had a breakthrough on my way home today, so thought I'd share. Hashtag pride. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Happy pride, guys. Yay! We love it so much. It's a very, very good month. It for is. Us. It's been a very good month. So far as I can tell. Yeah. From my very tiny bubble <laughs> of the world <laughs> where nothing happens ever. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, yeah. I love Halsey even more now. Mm-hmm. Like, she, um,. She did a show right after these two women had gotten beaten up on a subway because they um, wouldn't kiss for this group of high school guys. Yeah, it was bad. Um, But Halsey, like, after that happened, she wore a shirt with pictures of both women and, like, performed her her whole set with that. And, like, it was dedicated to them and, like, dedicated some money to their hospital bills. They're fine. Like, they're still alive, but they just got beaten, like, really badly. And it it was just it was stupid. It's like fucking it's leave people bullshit. Alone. Yeah. Even if you were a heterosexual couple and you were sitting on the subway and people were like, "Kiss, fuck you." Yeah. Ugh, ugh, that makes me want to throw up everywhere. People mm-hmm. are disgusting. Okay, well we're not going to talk about people being disgusting anymore. So yeah. Um. <laughs> so um, this is all theory, of course, but um, I just wanted we both wanted to make sure we talked about it because, mm-hmm. like, in our lives, we have found this to be very accurate. As far as psychology goes, this has been a very accurate theory um, as far as our experiences go. So, um, especially as someone who's married, I mean, it's just, you know, marriage isn't always easy and relationships aren't always immediately easy. It's not like in the movies where you just get together and everything's perfect. Like, it's not like that at all. That's why I really appreciate that there's not as many rom-coms anymore because it just furthers that idealization and that weird that unnecessary expectation that everything is has to be perfect and everything always has a spark 
that's actually an evolutionary component to our existence. Yeah. It's just like a mating call. It's biologically necessary. So in order to keep that love alive and to deepen that love, and that's when you get, like, once you get past that two to three year mark and you're not in the, quote, honeymoon phase anymore and love becomes a choice, then it becomes deeper and more meaningful. And I actually think I love Josh more today than I did when we got married. So uh, because of the work that we've put into our relationship and yeah, and it's hard to just like you and you also just don't want to throw that away. And because we make choices every day and make each other feel loved Uh and we see and acknowledge those, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I know that he chooses to be here. Yeah. We both made a pact at the beginning because I've been cheated on and all of that. And I was like, please promise me that you'll just leave if you're not happy. Yeah. You know, don't cheat on me. If you start to fall in love with someone else, just leave. Yeah. (laughs) But if you're going to be here, make sure you're here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because of my past trauma and stuff. But, okay, so, um, I'm going to pull from, this is an article called Understanding the Five Love Languages, and it's written by Gary Chapman, who's the man who wrote the book, The Five Love Languages. I think there's a new edition out. I haven't read it yet. I need to get it to read it. Yeah, it's not purple anymore. It's green, so I Mm -hmm. wonder if he's neutralized it a tiny bit. Uh-huh. Um, he's always putting out new editions with new edits. It's a very digestible book. I love the book so much. He actually pulls in a lot. He changes the names of everybody. So you don't like, he's not breaching confidentiality at all, but yeah. he pulls in a lot of anecdotes from actual situations that he's encountered with actual people in his counseling room yeah, or on his couch or whatever you want to call it. And he brings in people who have been cheated on and are reconciling. He brings in people who... You, you know, who have had kids too early and now they're, they don't know what to do because they got married because she got pregnant. And you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. all kinds of every scenario you can think of. Again, they're all heterosexual, but just we, we got to we got to get past that because the meat and potatoes of what he has, the content is really valuable. And we just kind of have to until we get to a better world, <laughs> we just yeah. kind of have to throw toss it behind us uh-huh. and 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 get to the the point of what he's trying to the point he's trying to make which is really really valuable so because like relationships at at a very basic level kind of operate at the same whether it's, it's platonic or yeah. romantic i mean and i mean and he talks about that too that some of your latent love languages might be the way you see the way you communicate with your friends or the way you feel loved by your friends yeah. and stuff like that so um like i said i have 3 <laughs> Hashtag needy. And <laughs> I had a hard time as a child emotionally. It's okay. I need a lot of love. <laughs> Same. I felt constantly criticized growing up, so I'm gonna blame part of that on <laughs> part of that on my uh my childhood, but not really. That's facetious. But um anyway, so um so let me just go ahead and read so th- there are five love languages. Um so the first one that he has listed is words of affirmation. This is one of mine. Uh, that's so five for me. That that's my score. That's of your five. last one. No, it's my. Well, it's acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, receiving gifts, and physical touch. Gotcha. Mine yeah. is physical touch, words of affirmation, quality time, and then receiving gifts and whatever the other acts of service are very mm-hmm. very low. But I wonder if that's changed now that we're like actually living together and in a, in our marriage. I, I really need yeah. to take this again because this was definitely when we were long distance (laughs) yeah and i was pretty horny so um (laughs) um, so 
Uh, words of affirmation. So one way to express love emotionally is to use words that build up. Um, and here he's got a biblical quote. So Solomon, author of the ancient Hebrew wisdom literature, wrote, The tongue has the power of life and death. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's always in context like that. Yeah. It's not like preachy, preachy. Yeah. Um, many couples have never learned the tremendous power of verbally affirming, affirming each other. That's huge. Like, yes. even now, whenever one of, like, my dad emailed me at work the other day and was like, just was thinking about you and wanted to, to let you know that I love you and I'm very proud of the person you've become. And I was just like, oh my God! I just, like, burst into tears immediately because, like, that's all I want. I never really got a lot of that from them. Yeah. I got a lot of what I heard because of my depression. What I heard a lot of the time was criticism, mm -hmm. you know, and so that feeds into my neuroses of always wanting to be perfect. And so when someone can give me that kind of like, yes, you did a great job. It just speaks volumes to me. Yeah. You know? Um, so verbal compliments or words of appreciation are powerful communicators of love. They are best expressed in simple, straightforward statements of affirmation, such as, you look sharp in that suit. <laughs> I know I do, babe. I pull it off. Um, <laughs> do you ever look incredible in that dress? Wow. Yes, queen. Or king. Whoever you are. <laughs> you can tell that this is old-timey. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can totally tell. <laughs> it's very traditional. Oh, yes. yes. Um, but I wonder. I really need to buy the new edition because I'm really curious. And I couldn't find mine anywhere. I probably lent it to my sister-in-law or something nonsensical like that. So um, I really like how you're always on time to pick me up at work. Aww. Isn't that great? I mean, that's yeah. kind of like what we were talking about in our apology episode, where it's uh -huh. like, thank you so much for being patient, or like, yeah. thank you for waiting for me, or thank you for understanding, or, you know what I mean, instead of saying, I'm sorry, I'm being, I'm bothering you, or whatever, yeah. making it negative, this is all positive language. That reminded me of this story my mom told me. Hold on just word, a second, but yeah, go the ahead. last quote, okay, yeah. and uh, the last one is, you can always make me laugh. Aww. It's just so sweet. Yeah. Words of affirmation are one of the five basic love languages. Within that language, however, there are many dialects. Um, all of the dialects have in common the use of, of words to affirm one's spouse. Slash friend. Slash partner. Whatever. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try to edit this as best as I can because it's super gendered in some parts and it just makes me sick. Mm -hmm. um, especially because I'm always like, I don't do that. Or... Mm -hmm. I do do that, and you said he, or you know what I'm saying? So it's just yeah. like, ugh. Um, so psychologist William James said that possibly the deepest human need is the need to feel appreciated. Words of affirmation will meet that need in many individuals. Particularly, I will go ahead and interject this. This is particularly important in a working relationship. Mm -hmm. In a co-worker relationship. Not the wow you look in that dress, but I really like how you're always so meticulous. Yeah. Or I really like your attention to detail. Thanks for catching that mistake. You did such a good job with that customer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's so important because a lot of times at work, we only hear when we mess up. Yeah. And I, man, I try to, I try to be good about that. Like I'll shoot one of my employees a text, like when they've done something that like was really I great. I to do that with you guys too when yeah. I was your manager. Like, yeah. It's just, it's nice to be appreciated. And when you're not feeling appreciated, you don't really want to put forth your best effort. Especially when you work with customers. Oh, yes. 
because you never feel appreciated until one of them brings you in a tray of cupcakes. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, yeah. you never feel good, good enough. <laughs> so when you hear it from management, you're like, hey, way to stick it out. That was really a tough situation today. Yeah. You did a great job. That will make your day. Yes. Like that one time, it was, I've probably had a million situations like this since, but like there was this couple that didn't speak English at mm-hmm. all. Oh! And they had no translator. So there was... And you were with me. Pantomime or something? Yeah. <laughs> Just... You were with me and they were being, like, really confusing. And, like, mm-hmm. even though they didn't speak English, I knew they were giving me a, a tough time about the late fee right. that they had. Because you can tell. Yeah. Body language is key. Yeah. <laughs> and universal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, <laughs> I finally got them out of there, finally got them happy, and you just leaned over and hugged me and you were like you did so good i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so funny good job (laughs) it's so helpful like even at work i I have a couple of the guys that will send me a quick email and just be like hey just by the way you're doing a fucking awesome job oh i really appreciate you and blah 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 and that's much better than what you were hearing a couple months ago oh yeah well not for my boss ever just for my coworkers who i assist yeah (laughs) but yeah slash babysit but, um, just kidding. Love you guys. Um, okay, so the next one is quality time. Mm-hmm. Uh, by quality time, I mean giving some... So this is, again, quoted from his article where he's summarizing these in his book. Um, by quality time, I mean giving someone your undivided attention. Mm-hmm. Phones away. That's one of my stipulations for our date nights. Yeah. It's... If we're going to watch something, that's fine, but we're going to actively watch it together. And you are not going to be playing on your phone. And you're not going to be playing your Star Wars game on your phone. Yeah. You're not going to detach so that you don't, so that then I ball like a baby and you look at me like I'm crazy. Like, <laughs> you're going to watch it and we're going to experience it together. And so we can talk about it and have an exchange because there's a way to actively watch something together. You don't have to just sit there like zombies and not interact at all. Yeah. We're pretty talkative people, so when Josh uh-huh. and I have date night, we watch something, we're talking. Hey, isn't that that guy from such and such? And, oh, pause. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, when yeah. we watched Halloween not too long ago, I paused it and I was like, wait a second, I need, like, a refresher for a second. It's been a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, that's my secondary, actually, because words, words, phys- words and touch are my top two, so quality yeah. time is my second. Quality time and acts of service are my two that are the top and tied. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't mean sitting on the couch. Look at this. I don't mean sitting on the couch watching television together. <laughs> <laughs> yep. When you spend time that way, Netflix or HBO has your attention, not your spouse. Yeah. What I mean is sitting on the couch with the TV off, looking at each other and talking. Devices put away, giving each other your undivided attention. Now, if you have ADD, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. As we do. (laughs) So we'll get out a puzzle. Yes. Or we'll go and have dinner and we'll make sure our phones are put away. So we talk and we're eating. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't sit still. Like that, we have to have something else going on or we feel neurotic. Yeah. So it's like, hey, let's draw together. Let's paint together. Let's go and do mushroom hunting together. Let You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's always an activity of some sort. We can't just sit on the couch and talk to each other. Though that do, that does end up happening sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly and I kind of did that um, when she was here a couple of weeks ago. We um, 
Like, I got there Friday night, and we watched Twilight together, because that was the first time we watched a movie together, and she suggested it, not me. <laughs> she made me not watch it the whole week. Yeah, she was, she felt really bad about that. It was pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> she did. You guys are killing me with cuteness. It's whatever. <laughs> but, I'm just so over it. <laughs> But not in a mean way. I love you guys. I'm yeah. just like I'm just not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but like we we finished it and like we had plans to just watch the whole series mm-hmm. like that weekend and then we turned it off and like sat on the couch and we were talking about things and like talking about medical histories in our family because we hadn't talked about that and like we well, got them brings up a lot of subjects yeah then you just sit and end up talking yeah. yeah and like we got our phones out and got on pinterest together and we were showing each other stuff and like it was like we had our devices out and like we watched a movie but we were also making sure that we were in it together yeah like we weren't like just it wasn't being an dead individual, to each other yeah like you sit over there and read stuff on your phone you sit over there and read stuff on your phone it was like you guys were actively interacting together yeah and showing devices. each other stuff and right. yeah, like yeah he's much older than we are yeah <laughs> so um i can tell <laughs> i um, hear it <laughs> exactly uh so time is a precious commodity we all have multiple demands on our time yet each of us has the exact same hours in a day mm mm-hmm. mhm we can make we can make the most of those hours by committing some of those to our spouse. Yes. Partner. Friend. Whatever. I really try, like, when I have friends over, I really, like, this really spoke volumes to me when I was reading this. And I was like, you know what, you're right. And actually, Jeff did a sermon on it, too, because at a community church, it's more practical, everyday life type stuff as yes. opposed to fire and brimstone or super preachy preachy it's like mm-hmm. hey here's life let's like address it yeah together. that's one thing i loved about my church yeah and like support each other yeah. and like go help the community and make gift bags for teachers and shit like that because teachers need it y'all yeah um <laughs> talk about needing some words of affirmation um or a gift oh my god <laughs> anytime i got a gift bag from somewhere i would just weep openly Aww. and just be like oh my god it's so appreciates me my mom like made gifts for teachers every year it's so amazing yeah it's the best feeling Uh give your teachers gifts you guys my mom and i would make them together but like she would come up with the plan right like you just oh they need it so bad that's so falling out of fashion and that needs to come back because teachers are they're in the trenches so yeah they're doing more ways than one oh god yes (laughs) literally in war zones yeah so um this was, but this was something that really spoke volumes to me, to me, particularly in my friendship. So, like, when I have someone over or if I'm in the car with someone, I am not on my phone. Yeah. They get my attention. I am not sitting there texting. I'm not talking on the phone. I'm trying really hard to not, like, be on Pinterest or on Instagram and, like, scroll through things. Like, I really try to put my phone to the side. I don't want to be a phone person. Yeah. So I don't have any games on my phone, actually. I'm really extreme about it because I have an addictive personality. Mm-hmm. So, like, I only have Solitaire and Sudoku on my phone, and they are purely to fall asleep. Yeah. Or to pass time in a waiting room. I don't have any games because I don't want... Because I feel so rejected when people text while they're talking to me or, you know, pull out their phone and scroll through things, which is daily with my husband because he doesn't understand. Like, this is not in his wheelhouse. You know what I'm saying? And he's just, we took a personality test and it's very in character for him to just, (laughs) like, be in his own universe. So, (laughs) his own blinders. It's very hard for him to learn other languages to communicate. So, that's been a really hard 
and I am very language fluid. Mm -hmm. So like, it's been, it's really easy for me to learn and ask someone from theater and who majored in a language for God's sake, you know, like it's just, it's easy for me to adopt people's languages into my own behavior and and give that to them. But for Mm -hmm. him, it's been really hard. So it's just, I just really try because I feel so rejected when he does that with me. I try to really make a point to not do that to others when we're spending time together. I try to really make it valuable Mm -hmm. because I don't have a lot of time. Yeah. I'm so busy, especially with my, my depression and my Netflix addiction. Like Uh I can't, if I have put in the effort to see you, I'm going to fucking see you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, like, that's what I, why I feel bad when I'm, te- like, when I have to text somebody, like, when I'm with another person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I promise I'm listening to you. I've just got to send this real quick. And then, like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Do you I'm, see the anger in my eyes sometimes when you pull out your phone? I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I always feel so bad. Like, I don't mean to, like hurt your feelings no, or it's anything okay. like it's okay i understand i'm second best you're not second i best. know i'm just kidding <laughs> so this is my husband's love language actually one of his love languages um receiving gifts is yes. the third so um i actually this was really easy for me because i a lot of times i walk past things and see things that make me think of people mm-hmm. so anytime i try to this is not something that means you have to like spend a ton of money yeah by the way because i am married to someone with this as their primary love language um this is like you went grocery shopping and hey i picked you up a reese's yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. or hey i made this for you it's not hey i love you i bought you a wee like (laughs) it's not that's too much. That's creepy. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> unless you've, you know, previously discussed it and decided that that was, you know, a, uh, a, deci- a, a decision and a, and a viable purchase. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you share a bank account like I do. Um, oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> this one is so gendered. The quality time one is so gendered. Guess what gender it is? Female. Yeah. Uh, if your mate's primary love language is quality time, she simply wants you. Spending, once you, being with her, spending time. So I'm going to amend that to, they simply want you. Yeah. Being with them, spending time. They just want to spend time with you. Yes. Yes. Whether that be, and we, sorry, I'm going to back up from the gifts thing for a second. We are always trying to find a multiplayer game that we can play together, like a video game we can play together. Yeah. Like, there's so many extrapolations to this. Like, when we first started dating, we just loved that we... Neither of us had ever painted with anyone else before, because that's such a very intimate and um, solitary activity that's very personal to both of us. Uh-huh. And so, one of once we'd been together for a while, we actually tried it and realized that it was incredibly valuable. Because even though we weren't really engaging with each other, there was just like an energy that we were sharing. We weren't really talking to each other, mm-hmm. but it, every now and then it would be like, "Hey, come look. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think this needs?" Or this kind of thing. And we would, like, you know, get super drunk. And um, <laughs> and maybe play something in the background that was common instead of having our headphones in or something like that. But, like, I listen to a lot of really depressing music and just move. And I just kind of, like, I move in a weird way. And so, like, you know, we would get drunk and just kind of be, like, swaying and, like, <laughs> painting. And it was just really intimate because could, we could be really vulnerable together. Yeah. It's called, like, parallel play or something like that, like, toddlers do it because they, they're, they're, like, doing things individually. But they're still, like, connecting on a mental yeah. level. So it's really... There's so many different ways you can do quality time. Just make sure you're giving each other attention. Yes. 
and doing it together. Yeah. Yeah. And engaging. So, okay. Moving on. Um, Hold on real quick. I'm what? so sorry. I have to pee. Oh, no, you're good. Okay. <laughs> so, receiving gifts. Let's go. Let's yeah. revisit this. Okay. So, um, almost everything ever written on the subject of love indicates that the heart of love is the spirit of giving. Which is true. Yes. Always are giving of yourself with any of these when you choose to speak these languages for your spouse. Yes. Slash partner. Slash friend. Um, a gift is something you can hold in your hand and say, look, they were thinking of me. Or they remembered me. You must be thinking of someone. You must be thinking of someone to give him or her or they or neither a gift. The gift itself is a symbol of that thought. It doesn't matter whether it costs money. What is important is that you thought of them. And it is not the thought implanted only in the mind that counts, but the thought expressed in actually securing the gift and giving it as the expression of love. But what of the person who says, I'm not a gift giver. I don't receive many. I didn't receive many gifts growing up. I never learned how to select gifts. It doesn't come naturally for me. Congratulations. You have just made the first discovery in becoming a great lover. Yes. <laughs> you and your partner speak different love languages. Now that you have made the discovery, get on with the business of learning your second language. Yes. If, you're, if your partner's primary love language is receiving gifts, you can become a proficient, a proficient gift giver. In fact, it is one of the easiest love languages to learn. Like I said, it's yeah. just, you're at the grocery store, you're at the counter, there's fucking candy there. What's their favorite? Get it for them real quick. Get them yeah. a Snickers bar. I mean, unless they're, like, on a diet and you don't want to, like, fuck that up for them. But, you know. Yeah. Walk through, wander through the co- toy section. See if there's an action figure they like. This is super, like, <laughs> into my own relationship. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know? I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, like. Grab them a paintbrush. Grab them, you know. Yeah. Hey, this is your favorite chips. Hey, I, I got you your favorite bean dip. Oh, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something. It's it's easy. Hey, I saw this. Mo- the movie you love is on sale, so I saw that Captain Marvel came out, so I went ahead and got it for you. Mm-hmm. So you know how much you love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I have a friend who, um, like she'll see things and she'll think about me and she'll just get them. Yeah. And like, so she gave me a dream catcher once because I had to get rid of my old one. Love and dream catchers. Yes, me too. And it's beautiful. It's so gorgeous. I'm in love with it. And like one time she gave me a Remus Lupin pop figure because she saw him at Barnes and Noble and knows how much I love him. I love and got him. him for me. Yeah. I love him so much. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't have him. I need to get him. He's amazing. <gasps> I love him so very much, and he's perfect right next to my serious figure. But like I said, it's not anything extravagant. Yeah. You and if you don't have the money to spend more at the grocery store, I just am a food centric person. But you know, hey, I picked up these fishing lures for you, or you know, anything, yeah. or just hey, I have this shirt. Josh did this. He speaks that language pretty fluently, so I've learned to kind of adapt and realize that because. It's very hard for him. He is not an adaptable person. So it's mm-hmm. just personality types really affect this too. So, you yeah. know, and, and it's not lack of effort. He does try. And I have to remind myself that constantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you have to realize, like, this is one thing about going into relationships blindly, not knowing your love languages. If you don't know their love language, you don't catch their acts of love for you. Exactly. Sometimes. Yeah. If you don't talk about this, you don't notice. Yeah. Or you don't know where to direct this. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's it's a very important thing to know. His are acts of service and receiving gifts. So yeah. it's that's what he speaks the best. And I, I, I'm very slowly starting to really appreciate that. I just wish he would maybe put a little more effort into actually speaking my real language. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> so, um, it, or it's, so yeah, when we first started dating, he found an old t-shirt of his that um, didn't fit him anymore, but he knew that I loved Star Wars. We both love Star Wars very much. And he found one of, uh, and it has Yoda on it. And it Aww. has one of my favorite Yoda quotes. I think it's fear is the path to the dark side. Or whatever like that. And yeah. Because someone with a lot of anxiety who is ruled by fear, that quote speaks to me on many levels. <laughs> fear is the path to the dark side. <laughs> fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Yes. Yeah. There it is. It's beautiful and lovely. But yeah, he found that t-shirt with it on there and he was like, hey, I found this. Thought you'd like it. And Aww. he gave it to me. Yeah. It's not a very good quality t-shirt, you know, or anything like that. Like, it looks like someone just, like, copied and pasted a picture of Yoda onto a t-shirt, you know what I'm saying? But it's still, like, it still means a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like that. He he got us Star Wars um, pillowcases at one point, too. He gave me me socks, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he knows how much I love socks. Um, Like, funky, funny socks that I wear with my boots and stuff like that. Have you seen me before you? (laughs) Okay, so acts of service. This one is my mom's love language. And my husband's. Mm. Because birds of a feather. Flock together. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes Freud's right. So, um, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, snap. <laughs> um, so um, I just want to clarify. If your love language is acts of service, that doesn't mean you get to force people to do things for you. No. And then make yourself feel loved. Not speaking from experience at all so um (laughs) um so acts of service so so if your primary love language was what i call acts of service by acts of service i mean doing things you know your spouse would like you to do without being asked yeah or like (laughs) that's the big clause there (laughs) without being asked or like doing something for them when you know that they're stressed and like they just don't seem to have enough time to do it or like you know mm -hmm. yeah or you know pulling the rug back away from the vent because you don't really have time to fully fix it right now but you wanted the room to not be hot while while your wife records her podcast (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, you, you seek to please them by serving them, Mm -hmm. to express your love for them by doing things for them. That's what it is. Hey, you walk in, you know they've had a stressful week, the dishes need to be done. So you come home and you do the dishes. Or, you know people are coming over, you know you get off early, so you clean the house. Or at least try to start. Yeah. Before they get there. That kind of thing. A lot of things just clicked into place. A lot of things. For you? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Or, um, I'm trying to think more things that Josh has done for me that are so very sweet. Uh, Oh, yeah, this past weekend we went camping and I got home and he had already watered all the veggies and my herbs. Aww. Even though we knew that. Um, his brother was going to be by to water everything else, like mm-hmm. my flowers and stuff. He made sure that that kind of stuff was already done. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, he waited to go fishing to plant a bush outside for me. Mm-hmm. Because he knew he could do it faster because he's stronger and he can get through all of the tree roots that are in our entire yard that make it very hard to grow things. So, yeah. uh, you know, um, all that kind of stuff. We still struggle with the trash, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. One of these days I will make him see that the trash is overflowing and he needs to take it out without me asking him to. Yeah. One of these days. <laughs> I swear. Um, okay. So, uh, <clears throat> Consider actions such as cooking a meal, setting a table, emptying the dishwasher, vacuuming, changing the baby's diaper, picking up a prescription, keeping the car in operating condition. Cleaning your dishes when you've used all of them and your roommate gets home very late and still has to cook. Yep. That's just like basic consideration too. (laughs) Oh my god. Love you. Uh, (laughs) You're the worst luck. Okay. (laughs) And you've made some choices. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's fine. You'll listen to me next time, right? No. Well, I'd already signed the lead. I know. (laughs) There wasn't any getting out of the lead. If there are red flags and you have to explain your roommate choice, you shouldn't live with the person. I didn't see the red flags until we signed the lease. I know, honey. It was funny. I'm sorry. It's funny now, right? We can look back on it and laugh. We can laugh about it now. (laughs) I could not then. I cried a lot. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Um, okay. (laughs) Dude, I've been there. That's why I can laugh with you about this. I've been there. Um, okay. And I've also been a bad roommate, too, so, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Um, so, da 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 if I'm anything. So, those are all acts of service. Um, they require thought, planning, time, effort, and energy. If done with a positive spirit, they are indeed expressions of love. So, you can't do something like this and then say, oh, I did the dishes, you owe me one, or something like that. You know what I mean? I can't think of, like, another way of putting or that. Or, like, huffing around. Stopping around. I guess I'll do it. And he knows, like, what a trigger some of the stuff is because I have OCD. Like, mm-hmm. he, he understands that, like, having the kitchen clean is really important to me. Yeah. Um, like, I woke up. We had to clean for some reason. Um, we had somebody over on a Friday night or something like that. And so the house was, like, spotless. And I woke up on a Saturday and it was just, I mean, it was, like, better than an orgasm. <laughs> like, I woke yeah. up and I was just like... <gasps> oh my god, I can make breakfast and, like, it's clean! Like, I don't have to spend half of my day getting the house cleaned. Yeah. Because that stresses me out so much. Like, I can't relax if the house isn't clean for the weekend. So a lot of times I spend my Saturday getting the house all cleaned up because we're both so tired when we go home from work. Yeah. So it was just, like, amazing. It just made me feel so good. So I'm starting to, like, incorporate that into my Friday night routine of like let's get the house wrapped up because I don't want to worry about this on Saturday morning I want to sleep in and not worry about it yeah but so it's not like you have around and then you say oh you owe me or oh well I did the dishes last week now it's your turn it's not like that yeah no you are living in a symbiotic relationship if this is more pertaining kind of to marriage but like you're you're sharing a space so you should clean up your part of it. You, you clean it up. You clean up or after like, yourself. Yeah, or, or after you, the other. Sometimes yeah. when you know the other doesn't have time at the time. Yeah, and vice for it. And it's not like oh, one of you only does that. You both need to do that. Yeah, you know. So, um, 
do, do, do. I do that a lot for him too. Like I go and I change his oil and then I'll be like, Hey, by the way, I let them go ahead and change the air filter for you or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I have filleted my finger. I mean, you need to put a Band-Aid on it. No. I have Band-Aids. Okay. Let me finish my segment and we'll doctor you up. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> Mama's here. Okay. <laughs> so, um, a willingness to examine and change stereotypes is necessary in order to express love more effectively. Um, remember, there are no rewards for maintaining stereotypes, but there are tremendous def- benefits to meeting the emotional needs of your spouse. Yes. If your spouse's love language is, or partner's love language is acts of service, then actions speak louder than words. Which is huge. Yes. Um, and I love that they said, like, changing stereotypes, because a lot of guys don't think they need to do anything in the kitchen. Slash, a lot of women don't think they need to do anything in the yard. Yeah. You have to break those. You know, like, I, I can't take the trash out because I physically can't. Yeah. Like, just ask someone who is small and doesn't have a lot of upper body strength. Like, our trash can is large, and, like, we have to use these big garbage bags from the county because we don't have waste, waste collection. So, like, yeah. I physically can't take the trash out. That's why he does it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why it's his job. I am physically able to check the mail, so though I think that's kind of his job in my head because mm-hmm. that's what the example I saw in my parents, I do it sometimes, too. Yeah. You know? The man doesn't have to mow the yard. No. He prefers to, mm-hmm. so he does it. You know? Yeah. I could do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how our lawnmower works, but I'm sure I can figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mowed the lawn when I was growing up. So, and it's not like, oh, the woman has to clean or cook. No. We do it together. <laughs> yeah. I cook because he can't. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. I grew up with a mother who was very involved in getting us to, in teaching us how to cook. Yeah. He was excluded from the kitchen because he was a wild child and he oh. would go around and he, his parents didn't like when they would pick at things. Yeah. I always liked to go in and grab a little bite of whatever was cooking or, you know, or help make it or, you know, like my mom was more inclusive that way. They were yeah. banished from the kitchen. So they don't, he doesn't really know and he also doesn't have a sense of taste yeah because he doesn't have a sense of smell so i cook and he eats what he wants and then i pack up the rest for lunch the next day (laughs) so you know it's just it's very it's it's important if you're in a heterosexual relationship to make sure that you're breaking those gender stereotypes and making sure that everyone is included Mm -hmm. honey what are you doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) let me do it babe (laughs) no Just stop, honey. I appreciate what you're trying to do, but please just stop. (laughs) I know that you can't do it. This is why I do it. Give me the goddamn thing. Yeah, give me the vacuum. Just stop. (laughs) Just stop. Oh, geez. That was really fun when I discovered that he cannot paint a room. (laughs) The man can paint the most meticulously beautiful comic book paintings that are all around our podcast studio. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Uh-huh. Are they not? Yes. Cannot edge in around a ceiling. Can't do it. <laughs> Cannot do it. Cannot. No. I had him get up on my... Well, I was painting... I painted my parents' entire new house, and uh-huh. they have, like, eight-foot, like, crazy tall ceilings, like, ten-foot ceilings uh-huh. in their house, and they have crown molding. Oh, And no. I was like, can you... 
just before I realized that, you know, I could reach it if I just really stretched <laughs> on the tiptoes. Yeah. I was like, hey, you baby, you're taller than me. Can you get up on the ladder and just cut in around the top for me? As someone who does, like, I have a steady enough hand and I'm meticulous enough and I'm so good at it that, not to toot my own horn, but, like, I am. Yeah. I don't tape when yeah. I paint. Like, at all. Yeah. Even around, like, the trim, nothing. I don't I don't have to tape. Yeah, I have to tape. Unless it's, like, in between these two windows here where, like, the molding meets and I had to get in this tiny little spot right there. Yeah. That I taped, obviously, because uh-huh. I couldn't fit the paintbrush in there. Yeah. So, you know, I don't tape. He got up there and got paint all over there crying at me. <gasps> oh, no. And I was just like, okay, just give me the brush. <laughs> just go. <laughs> just give me the brush. <laughs> Just go in there. <laughs> Talk to my dad. <laughs> no. Go make yourself useful somewhere else. Yeah, just that's go help move furniture or something. Like you can't. Yeah. No, never. I never have never once asked him to help paint this house. Because <laughs> I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. Beautiful, are they not? <laughs> right. Oh my god, it's still there too. It haunts me and makes me sweat at night. Um, okay, so, um, last but not least, physical touch. Mm-hmm. We have long known that physical touch is a way of communicating emotional love. Numerous research projects in the area of child development have made the conclusion... I'm so sorry, keep burping. <clears throat> Babies who are held, stroked, and kissed develop a healthier emotional life than those who are left for long periods of time without physical contact. Physical touch is also a powerful vehicle for communicating marital love. <laughs> this is where that old-fashioned traditionalism comes in. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> holding hands, kissing, embracing, and sexual intercourse are all ways of communicating emotional love to one spouse. Yeah. <laughs> Only one spouse. <laughs> Who you are heterosexually involved with. (laughs) I will amend that, of course, to adapt to today's standards of anyone that you are involved with romantically. Yes. Uh, Because it's real easy, you know, in the Bible they say, wait until you're married, but everyone got married when they were, like, fucking 12. Yeah. It's real easy to wait until you're 12. Yeah. Just saying. (laughs) Um, I once went 28 years. Without having sex. And then, and then again for, for five more. Or five or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Michael. And she's like, I dated three. He's like, I've dated three other women in the last five years or something. She's like, oh, yeah, I dated three guys last year, too. And he's like, no, no, like in five years total. I've dated three people. <laughs> I go back to Jan and I hate Jan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not strong. (laughs) I go back to Jan and I hate Jan. Oh God, why? Jan, (laughs) poor Daryl on the phone. Oh my God. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) buddy, can you please call me? (laughs) I was there. That dude is not engaged. (laughs) He may need therapy though. My favorite moments of that show. I love Steve Carell so much, and he is so hot now. Yeah. Oh my god. Everyone just let ourselves age. Jesus Christ. Yes. Ugh. Again, this dissolved into our podcast about The Office. It is. This is our other podcast. We need to refocus. Okay. <laughs> the Office out of context. Um, 
Didn't we have one about water? Yes. Or something too? We have a water podcast. This is our water podcast. And we have a The Office podcast. <laughs> we should run a Twitter called The Office Out of Context. Yes. Oh my god. The first tweet. Everyone inside the car, the car was fine! Fun. Stanley! Oh, fuck. So good. <laughs> so good. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, For some individuals, physical touch is their primary love language. Without it, they feel unloved. Hi. Hello. (laughs) That's me. Uh, With it, their emotional tank is filled, and they feel secure in the love of their spouse. So he has a whole metaphor that he goes through, that he uses throughout the book, where he talks about uh, your emotional love tank. So think about your emotional... Um, tank as like a gas gauge mm-hmm. in your car. So like when your partner is doing all of these things pretty constantly to make you feel loved and they're speaking your love language very constantly, then your your tank is on full. So if you go through a week where like things maybe are bad, you don't feel drained Yeah, by that. If your partner has a hard time with your love language and it only gets expressed a couple times a month Slash, maybe if your love language is touch and it's a kiss goodbye slash hello, then you're hovering right above empty. Uh Uh-huh. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) Which means (laughs) that sometimes you just feel empty. (laughs) Yeah. Not speaking from experience at all. Um, And that's where sometimes you have to take your partner's personality into account. And make choices to make them feel as loved as possible and just hope that sometimes they reciprocate. Mm-hmm. And just have confidence in yourself and initiate things yourself every now and then, which I really struggle with and struggle with, too. So it's fine. <laughs> Break that gender boundary. I just can't. Um, you know, it's weird, because when I... When, anytime I've been attracted to a girl, I flip. Mm-hmm. And I'm the opposite. See what I mean by gender fluid? Yeah. <laughs> I flip. Yeah. But when I'm with a guy, I just still am in that traditional mindset of them making the move. And so it's like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. See, I'm just terrified of that rejection of like, what if he isn't in the mood and doesn't want to, or, you know, or it's just like, "Ah!" (laughs) anxiety is real. Yeah. What are you going to say? I'm sorry. It's okay. Like, Um, huge asshole. (laughs) It's okay. Um, But like when I'm with a, when I'm with a girl and, like, we're talking about maybe, like, starting to date or anything like that, I can make those moves just fine with girls. Yeah, me too! I, like, I'm not good at doing that with guys. But, um, sometimes I can and sometimes I can't. It just kind of depends. And it's such like, a weird power dynamic with Yeah. Men. And, like, with girls, like... Especially if you're bisexual, because yeah. it's like... Ooh, I don't want to, like, scare you off, or I don't know, like, yeah. you feel those impulses, but you're like, ooh, what if you're weirded out by it? And yeah. it's like, there's none of that weirdness with women. Yeah. And, like, when I was younger, um, I, like, I talked about guys a lot, because mm-hmm. I needed love. Right. And I was not getting it. <laughs> and yes. the places I was in. <laughs> True. And Preach, like, sister. Yeah. <laughs> And like my my mom loved me. I'm not like I'm not saying that, but I wasn't she loved seeing you the best way she knew yeah, how. Yeah, but I wasn't Mine seeing too. my mom right like ever because she worked she second worked. third shifts. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and like when I was at home with my grandmother, 
It wasn't real love. And I knew negative. that. And I felt yeah. it. And, like, I would talk about guys all the time. And I would be like, oh, well, I I'm, I'm maybe want to ask him to be my boyfriend or something because I was in third grade. And my grandmother would be like, no, don't you ever do that. Don't you ever go chasing after them. It, it makes you look desperate. And I was like. See, now, I always asked out people, asked guys out mm -hmm. when I was in high school. I was, like, almost always the one, like, hey, you want to go to prom with me? Cool. Yeah. Like, I would just come out with it. Because mm -hmm. to hell with all these fucking prom proposals. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. Most of your all's prom proposals are more elaborate than the proposal of marriage. That I had I a really cute prom proposal, though. Cute. Good for you. I never had a guy ask me to prom. I asked both of my dates to prom, junior and senior. Nice. Yeah. So, like... I just brought it up cleverly because, like, I just can't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just, I'm not a cheesy person. Yeah. I'm very direct. <laughs> and so, literally, it was just like, hey, you happen to call, and I'm at the mall. I'm like, oh, hey, by the way, speaking of prom, would you like to go with me? Hey. Oh, awesome. You know? So, it was just like, oh, yeah. okay. Like, you know, and I also, I asked two very cool people, who one of whom I was dating at the time, and then the other who was my friend. And I was like, let's go as friends. That'd be fun. Yeah. And then we ended up dating after I asked him, asked him. And things weren't great, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> we had fun while it lasted in the yeah. weird, uh, semi-platonic high school way that I dated people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> lots of heavy petting and dry humping. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, let's see, where was I? Okay, implicit love, implicit love touches require little time but much thought. Mm -hmm. That's the difference here. Yes. Whereas, like, gift giving doesn't require much time or thought. It's just, oh, that reminded me of you. I'll pick that up for you. You know what I'm saying? This is, like, it's not a time commitment, but it requires you to kind of think, of, think ahead a little bit. Yeah. Um, which is where it, it, it can be hard for people if it's not your primary language. Um, and we have to understand that as people with that as our primary love language. And we have to be patient mm -hmm. and show them as much love as we can and hope that they'll reciprocate. <laughs> that's, yes. That's where we are in life. Unless you <laughs> happen to find someone who has the exact same love language as you and then you stay together for far too long. Because you have that in common. <laughs> Even though they cheat on you a bunch. Okay. Um, so, and are super manipulative. It's fine. I'm just going to finish my wine real quick. <laughs> I'm just having flashbacks. Um, okay. I really hope he doesn't listen. Fuck. Okay. Um, uh, oh, well, it's your story to you tell. You know what? It wouldn't matter if he did, would yeah. it? Yeah. No. Okay. If he wanted to be talked about in a nice way, he should have treated you nicely true i'm not you know blameless but yeah still but you also didn't cheat on him multiple that times. is true um it's so implicit love implicit love touches require little time but much thought especially if physical touch is not your primary love language and if you did not grow up in a touching family that's how josh is mm -hmm. his family was not affectionate the way my family is we hug all the time and stuff like that you know yeah um sitting close to each other as you watch your favorite television program requires no additional time but may communicate your love loudly which is why i want a sectional yeah because we're on two separate couches across from each other so that we can stretch out i want mm -hmm. a sectional so we can be next to each other yeah and still be stretched out and comfy 
real bad. (laughs) My house is tiny. Um, Touching your spouse as you walk through the room where they are sitting only takes a moment. Touching each other when you leave the house and again when you return may involve only a brief kiss or hug, but will speak volumes to your spouse. Mm -hmm. He kisses me on the forehead before he leaves for work every day. Aww. And then we kiss when we go home. It's so Mm -hmm. sweet. (laughs) Um, Once you discover that physical touch is the primary love language of your partner, you are limited only by your imagination on ways to express love. Get it. (laughs) And I'm done. That was very good. Well, thanks. I really liked that article. Yeah, it was good. That's basically just like the first, like the introduction of the book. Yeah. Pretty much is what it is. Um, There were four other articles linked in and you guys can find that whenever Kay does our posting of like our sources and stuff. If you want to find that, you can, I I think I Googled analysis of love languages or something like that because I was really hitting a wall last night. Yeah. Um, And it, it talks about speaking your spouse's love language um learning your own and learning to speak a different one of yourself because honestly like most of us sometimes we speak our own really well but sometimes we don't like Mm -hmm. it's just it depends on you've got to look at it as a literal language like what are you most fluent in and that kind of thing what do you really wish your partner would do that they don't yeah that kind of thing and it's because it's very rare to meet somebody that has the same love language, and that's why it makes it hard sometimes with relationships. So once we can learn how to make each other feel feel loved and feel like we're equal and feel like we're each getting equal attention, then we can start we, we start an even playing field. So then when there's conflict, it doesn't become a battle. Yeah. Love is not a battlefield. It should be a discussion. It come you, you can learn how to communicate and it doesn't turn into who can hurt each other the worst. Mm-hmm. Because that's a horrible relationship. It's awful. Yeah. Especially when you're competitive. Yes. <laughs> we have been to many marriage seminars and we have learned how to communicate because it was not modeled in front of us. And we have decided that when we have kids, we are going to model conflict resolution hard. Yeah. Like... And learning how to use those I statements and stuff like that is just so important because then it evens the playing field and learning how to, when your partner comes to you with a problem, just listening, Mm -hmm. not trying to refute, but just listening. Yeah, because we we do this thing anymore where we don't listen to understand, we listen to argue. Yeah, we listen to refute. You have to listen to understand. Yeah. So that then when they feel heard... And understood, then you can start to discuss and find a solution. Yeah. But if your tank is all, your tanks are both empty, then it, it's not going to work. Yeah. It's going to turn into a huge clusterfuck. <sighs> this is just one of the building blocks. <laughs> Learn from my mistakes, people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for, to Yay! tell you our mistakes so that you can learn from them. Yes. Um, okay. Right, I'm done talking for a while. All right. <laughs> So, I found this really good article um, that I'm probably going to link you guys to because, really, we've talked about a lot of the stuff that's in it. One thing I just really want to reiterate is um, take the quiz with your partner. Yes. We um, took it together. Yeah. For sure. Did- hey, babe. <laughs> hey, won't, we you, have time. won't you take this real fast? <laughs> Please, it's important to me. <laughs> it's important to me that you do this. Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Please. 
<laughs> Here, it's open on my laptop. How funny it's is that? It's already done. Oh my <laughs> god, what a coincidence. It's so weird. Oh, no, I don't even know. Here, I know your email. Let me just type the email in here. <laughs> And I know all this other information. I can just put that in. I all you have to do. In. It's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I love it so much. Just bear in mind that it is very heavily gendered and just swallow it. And yes. You can take both if you want. Yeah. I might. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um take the quiz with your partner pay close attention to their top two or three love languages and make a change in your relationship take time each week to devote attention to your partner's love language and also make sure to consider their love language when conflicts arise yes um if you are that's where like because one of mine is is words uh-huh that when we fight and things come out negative at me mm-hmm it hits me so much harder and I'm the one who dissolves into a puddle of tears and feels like everything's my fault. Yeah. So that's why learning to communicate effectively was really, really important for us. Yeah. I bet. Um, Same with touch. When I don't get it or when it's handled negatively, mm -hmm. it hurts me that much more deeply. Yeah. You know? So... Whereas with my husband, where it's, like, gifts and stuff. Like, if we didn't make a big deal about Christmas and stuff like that, it would really, really hurt him. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... Or I, if I didn't take the time to decorate and, you know... Yeah. Really make sure that the house looks nice or, you know... Like, yeah. the other acts of service and stuff that I do around the house. Cook for him. Sometimes I cook for him. I don't really do that that much anymore because mm -hmm. he's hard to cook for. But... Because yeah. he's picky. But, you know, <laughs> the other stuff that I do for him, like... If I were to stop that, he would feel very unloved and very upset. Yeah. And sad. And not know why. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he hasn't been in therapy as long as me. <laughs> um, well, there's this really great infographic, and it it is literally called How to Speak Your Partners' Love Language. Oh, cool. So, I, I am going to share this with you guys. Um, and it's really it's a really quick read, so I'm just going to read it real quick. Just but, a graphic? Yeah. Thing. Nice. Yeah, but um, I'll... I'll also have this posted on our stuff because nice. it's really important. Yeah, um, it is. So even in friendships, like it's yeah. so important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So which, which love language is the first column and then how to communicate and then actions to take and then things to avoid. I'm just going to say this really, I feel mm -hmm. really bad now that yeah. your love language is acts of service and I tend to put things off. It's Okay. <laughs> I'm the worst. It's fine. It's okay. We're both learning. <laughs> Just keep going. Okay. <laughs> so the first I'm one. I'm really is... trying not to. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. It's okay. You know I love you, right? Yes. Okay. And you know I love you. Okay. <laughs> Okay, just I've had some wine. Just keep okay. going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first one is words of affirmation and how to communicate. Um, encourage, affirm, appreciate, and listen actively. Um, so actions to take would be send an unexpected note, text, or card. Things to avoid would be not recognizing or appreciating effort. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get a to that. Yep. That's a really. That's really. That's one that I speak really fluently to. Uh huh. Um, like, I'll just randomly send Josh, sometimes, like, 
I'll have a passing thought. I'll just, like, think of him during the day at work and just send him a quick love you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That kind of thing. I struggle with body image a lot, too. So, like, it's really important for me to hear that I'm beautiful and stuff like that. And he has a really hard time with that because he did not grow up in a complimentary family. Mm -hmm. And that's not his love language at all, either. So he doesn't think about it. Yeah. He actually has claimed to me one time that he doesn't notice if I wear makeup or not. And I was like, you're fucking blind? And that's the (laughs) stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, you didn't notice these wings? (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) Do you know how long I worked on them? Oh, Fuck you. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but it's fine. Just to rehash an argument we've had before. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You don't notice if I'm in shorts and a tank top versus a dress? Try again. Yeah. <laughs> I know you can't smell and I know you can't taste, but, but I know can, that you can see. You can You've got see. glasses. We paid for your contacts. <laughs> like. <laughs> Do you not need them? Or do you need better ones? <laughs> or do you need better ones? I need a new glasses prescription. It's I need been a computer while. glasses. Whatever. <laughs> um, okay, so the second one is touch. Warby Parker, please sponsor. Please sponsor us. <laughs> Sorry, touch. Continue. Okay. So, how to communicate? Nonverbal use of body language and touch to show love. Simple enough. Actions to take. Hugs, kisses, cuddling, things to avoid, physical neglect, or abuse. We would all like to avoid abuse. Yes. In every sense. (laughs) Yes. Let's not abuse people. Yes. How revolutionary is Um, that? Yeah, and I'll throw in just standing next to them. Yes. Like at a party Mm -hmm. or something like that. That is something that he does. Yeah. He's not much of a PDA person, and neither am I. Mm -hmm. But maybe a handhold. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it's, we're growing. Yes. And we're all learning. Whatever. <laughs> we're doing a, we're doing cricket news after this. I'm trying to get yeah. drunk <laughs> You're so close. Oh! <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh. I'll plug it at the end. Continue. Okay. Because I've got this to get through, and then I've got one more little quiz that's on there. I don't feel like you have to okay. get through anything. Okay. you got plenty of time. Okay. So, the third one that they did on here is receiving gifts. So, how to communicate that is thoughtfulness. Make your spouse a priority. Yeah. Um, actions to take. Give thoughtful gifts and gestures. Express gratitude gestures. when receiving. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> gestures. We've you already said, figured out on this podcast that I cannot pronounce a goddamn thing. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. <laughs> I cannot pronounce a single thing that Gestures. I say. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's like a regular word. <laughs> I know. We know I can't pronounce Idaho. You know that Or you, Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> Listeners, I'm so sorry. No, we don't have any, I don't think. Because I can't pronounce her state. Yeah, probably not. It's your fault. <laughs> we'll never go to Des Moines. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll totally come there if you listen. Okay. <laughs> so if you can learn how to say the state, we'll go. <laughs> we'll just road trip there one day. <laughs> okay. I hadn't 
I have an ex-girlfriend that looks like her. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh. Okay, so express gratitude when receiving gifts. So, basically, if receiving gifts is their love language, that's great. Make sure that it's something that they would want. Yeah. Don't get something that you would want and give it to them. Nope. Don't you do that. Nope. Though I did... Josh always puts together a little Amazon gift, and I have decided, because he collects uh, vintage video games, Yeah. but he also trades them off a lot and sells them, Uh huh. I have decided I'm not getting him anything he can sell. Nice. Or trade off. Yeah. So that he doesn't feel that, oh, but Carrie got me this for a Christmas gift. Yeah. Hold back. And so that I don't feel the rejection of, oh, he's trading off my Christmas gift. Yeah. You know? So I've decided I'm not buying him anything vintage that's a video game anymore. Yeah. He always puts that on his list, but I'm not doing it. So I'll get him, like, we'll go shopping a lot for other mm-hmm. people. And a lot of times we go on Hot Topic and Spencer's because, like, that's our jam because we're nerds. Yeah. And so, like, he'll see something and be like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. And I'll make a mental note of it. And yeah. be like, okay, like, he found this really funny t-shirt that's, like, light blue and has dolphins and starfish <laughs> and shit on it. And it's, like, rainbowy looking and it says, I'm dead inside. <laughs> And it's the most hilarious shirt. I need it. It's so good. I kind of want one for myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I saw that and I knew that he he wanted it so bad. And yeah. they, ha- they always have a Halloween sale. Yeah. You know, or everything's like crazy marked down around Halloween slash Christmas. We had a ton of hot cash. Yeah. Because I spent a fuck ton of money. Yeah. Like this, this was one of the rare Halloweens that we actually had money Mm -hmm. for once to kind of blow it's just you go in and you make little mental notes of like oh they liked this oh they like that i he loves the me seeks episode of rick and morty yeah so i got him a paperweight that's a me seeks box oh you know what i mean yeah just little things like that of like hey i was paying attention yeah i see you (laughs) well oh my god did i ever tell you about the blue corduroy jacket that i got for christmas one year Oh my god, Carrie. No. My grandmother used to get so mad because we we never really liked her Christmas gifts because she wouldn't listen to us when we told her what we wanted. Yeah, my grandma does that sometimes too. This is an example of that happening because one time I um I had gotten into this point where I was like, okay, what I'm going to do for her is I'm just going to like find Find what I want online and send her a link to it. And tell her exactly what size I need, exactly what color. It, it wasn't hard. That's where my grandparents just started sending us all money. Yeah. Well, like, she, um, and she wanted me to do that because she wanted me to like the things that she got me. That's, like, one of the most considerate things you've ever said about your grandmother. And I feel like you're about to just, like... Oh, it's about to be shit all over. Just dump it in the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I was really into Supernatural for a very long time. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, I... I watched that show. I loved it. I need to get back into it. I have, like, so much fanware. Like, it's... I love it. Um, They're hot. Yes, they are. (laughs) Okay, but anyway, this, this one Christmas, like... There were six total things on my Christmas list, and I was... I just know where this is going. (laughs) Oh, yes, you do. So, and, like, this jacket, I knew it was expensive. I really didn't expect to get it, but, like, there was 
one singular place that sold it. Like, I took the time to go online to go to, like, that website where you can find what people wear on TV. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I took I the time. to do that. Yeah, yeah. I took the time to do that, and I found it. And I was like, this is the jacket that I want. It looks warm. I like it. This is the color that I want. This is the size that I need. And if they do not have it, do not get it. get it. Do not get me a different jacket. Don't just go on. Go on to the next thing that's on the list. It was it was the number one thing that I wanted. And like I I had this feeling in my gut that I wasn't gonna get it because it was kind of expensive and that was gonna be okay. Like and like even if I did get it, it would probably be the only present that I got. And I was like, that's fine. So <laughs> I can't wait for the conclusion of this story. <laughs> Christmas comes. Oh my god. And we're opening gifts. And it gets to like the last few gifts. <laughs> and she hands me a package. And she said, Now, I couldn't get you that jacket. And I thought, like, and you listened when I told you to just not get a different one. That's where this is going. Why would she listen? But, yeah, but I knew better. Oh, my God. And she said, but I saw this, and I thought you would really like it, and I thought you would look cute in it. And so I went ahead, and I got it. And she got it from a catalog. Can't really send that back, especially when you don't know what catalog, because she gets 50 a month. Uh-huh. I open this, Carrie. Oh my god. And it is a turquoise blue. Oh, that's corduroy. So that's so bright. Corduroy jacket. And it 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 oh has god. these awful brass buttons. No! I hate it! I hate <laughs> it. Oh, I hate it. I hate brass. I hate gold. So, I hate it. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. And she knew I hated gold, and every year I got something that was gold. Um, but anyway, it, it was, they were brass, but they were old, and you could tell. And it was, it was awful, and it smelled funny, and I hated it. And, oh my god! And you can't say that to your grandmother no. on Jesus' birthday. <laughs> like, it's Jesus' birthday. <laughs> But also, I was Come like... Come on, it's Easter. It's Jesus' birthday. <laughs> Isn't that Christmas? See, we need to go to church. Nobody in this fucking house knows what Jesus' birthday is. <laughs> Do not test me, Rodney Scott. I will bust your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but I totally stole it from a stand-up. Continue. <laughs> but I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at this jacket. <laughs> And I looked at her, and I was like, thanks. You can't do anything else. And I looked at my mom, and she looked at me, and we we locked eyes, and we were like, we're getting rid of it. Uh-huh. You, you don't have, no, yeah, you don't have to wear it. Okay. <laughs> like, she looked at me like, you don't have to wear that. tried to sell it on Facebook. Oh, no, and she saw it, did she? No. Okay. No one, no one bit. So. No one bit? No. Okay. 
So I took it to Goodwill. Like, I took it into Goodwill. And they rejected it. <gasps> and I think that's the first time Goodwill has ever rejected something. Ever! Yeah. Ever! Mm-hmm. That's how horrible this jacket was. Oh, my was. God, Kay. And so... Then I was like, oh, that's how it's going to be. I'm not going to have this jacket. So I took it and I dropped it off after hours when they could not yeah, reject it. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I do with everything. Yeah. And, Bye. Um, yeah. And, and you see, when a love language is receiving gifts, it needs to be thoughtful and you don't need to go so far off the rails that you give them a corduroy turquoise jacket when they wanted something that was beige. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a far cry. Yeah. Um, but My mom used to do that a lot, though. I love uh -huh. my mother very much, but she used to do that a lot. And, you know, I appreciate it now, uh -huh. like, as an adult. I appreciate the box set of Indiana Jones that she got me. Yeah. But when I was a freshman in high school, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? Mm-hmm. It was before I realized that things that were old were cool. Yeah. And, um, besides Star Wars, and I was just like, oh, I don't want these. And then she, like, forced me to watch them with her when I was, like, in 11th grade. And I was like, okay, yeah, these are dope. Yeah. But, like, to <laughs> get those for Christmas when I hadn't asked for them at all, I was uh -huh. like, okay, you got these for you. Yeah. So that we could watch them together. And I didn't want them. Yeah. You know? Get those for the family. Of course, I guess she figured we really enjoyed Planet of the Apes together. Mm-hmm. I'll get her this. Because she loves Harrison Ford. Yeah. And I was like, ugh. Because I just don't. It's hard for me to branch out sometimes. Yeah. Into new territory. Yeah. And I was just like, why would I want this? <laughs> and then, of course, I watched it. And he's sexy as hell. So, yeah. <laughs> whatever. But. Um, but Definitely things, been on the receiving end of things that are yeah. for another person, yep. <laughs> clearly. Sometimes I catch myself doing that, too, where, like, I'll buy Josh a movie, and he's like, you got this for us, didn't you? <laughs> and I was like, no, I mean, like, I thought you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but things to avoid, like I did that Christmas. Oh, my God. Would be unenthusiastic gift receiving or forgetting special occasions. Yeah, I will say this. I am a good audience. Mm -hmm. But I do sometimes forget things. Yeah. Sometimes Valentine's Day just appears. <laughs> that happened this past year. Sometimes birthdays just... Appear. Yeah. Sometimes anniversaries just appear and you both just happen to have booked separate trips. You know that wine and crime this year is on our anniversary, right? <gasps> That's oh. our wedding anniversary. Oh, Carrie. It's fine. He has a fishing trip to get to. <laughs> with my family. Oh, my God. A fishing trip with your family. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. yep. Oh, In my Canada. God. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Okay. Um, quality time. Uninterrupted and focused conversations. One-on-one -on -one time is important. So, here's what you can do. Create. Don't invite your friend over if you have date night planned. Yeah, no. Hello. Who's here? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so create special moments. Take walks and do small things with your partner. Simple. Mm -hmm. Avoid distractions when spending time together. Um, long time without one-on-one -on -one time. Like, um, Kelly and I, um, this 
a couple of weekends ago, we were like, okay, so what we need to do to keep this relationship going is we have to see each other once a month. Well, yeah, because you guys are long distance. Yeah, and she, and like, <clears throat> and like, she posed this and I loved it, so we're going with it. And like, we're going to do date night once a week. Like, that's huge. Yeah. I always thought that was cheesy. Yeah. So many people have suggested it for so long. And to be honest with you, it's been the best thing. Yeah. The best thing. Because then I don't care if one day I come home and some, I, I'm not wondering. Mm-hmm. I'm not constantly wondering, oh, are we going to ever do anything together this week? Because mm-hmm. I know that Wednesdays are our day together. Yeah. You know? And like so. the good thing about um, <clears throat> Kelly and I is we both have like, crazy work schedules because yeah. like sometimes I'll work a night randomly or sometimes she'll have to work a night randomly and she's like you know like what we're gonna do is like on Sundays we're gonna say okay what day this week can we have a date nice so like yeah, we're not nice. also See? like yeah because we're on the same schedule now finally mm-hmm. so yeah that's good to pose as well yeah of like what if you're on different schedules and your schedules are crazy all the time yeah. so Sundays we talk about it and we pick a day yeah that's huge. Yeah. Nice work. Yeah. Thanks. That's awesome. Yeah. And, um, like, we're going to spend holidays together, like, mm-hmm. just kind of going back and forth. And, like, I'm going up to, like, see my dad, but she lives an hour away from him. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go see her and get to see my dad for a holiday. And, like, I never really get to see my dad on holidays. Like, I've never done that. Ever. Except for, like, a couple of Christmases, maybe, like. Yeah, just two Christmases yeah. since I started talking to him when I was 17. Right. So, like, and I'm 22. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, um, oh, my mom doesn't know that yet. I'm going to okay. talk to her about it tomorrow. It's okay. Um, okay. So, finally, but acts that's of service. Huge because yeah. so many people, if their schedules are crazy like that, would yeah. think that that's impossible. Yeah, and it's not. Like, we're making it work. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, our date. Guys. Thanks. Our date's tomorrow night. Like, it's our first, like, official, like, we're doing this. And you gotta keep it sacred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the second step to that. Yeah. Is agree to a night and then keep that night sacred. Unless yeah. you have discussed it previously. Yes. Yeah. Because there have been days, There, I mean, Wednesday is our date night, but, like, there have been days sometimes where it's like, you know, I really need to edit this night. Or, you know, I really need to make sure I do this this night. Or we've had to reschedule recordings. So it's like, oh, shit, like, I'm going to have to write on Wednesday night. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like it, the discussion is always happening. And don't think that you have to, like, commit to it 100%, especially if you're like me and you have OCD and that really, like, wrinkles with you. Like, yeah. Know that there's flexibility sometimes and just make sure that the discussion is open and that you're being reasonable and make sure that it's not the majority of the time that you're moving it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. If you've got the same schedule and you're just moving it all the time, then there's no sense. Yeah. Adopt the Sunday night plan. I would say (laughs) (laughs) there's the Sunday night plan and then there's the Wednesday night plan. There's the weekly plan. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Two sides of a coin. <laughs> like like we always have been. Yes. We need to get shirts with that somehow. Yes. It would be like we would need like one side of a coin on one and then like one on the back. And or just two sides of a coin in text. Simplicity. Yeah. 
I was just being extra. You were being extra. It's fine. Because it's cute. There's nothing left in my glass. Let's finish. <laughs> okay. So, acts of service. Uh, let them know you are wanting to help to lighten their load. Yeah. That's, that's huge. That is a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Because, like, all my life, yeah. everything has been loaded on me. Yes. So, I need help. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody, if you were to come home and all the laundry was done and mm-hmm. the dishes were done, you would lose your shit. Jump into bed with them right then. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Just, okay, we have oh time. Oh my god, yes. Like, we have time. I'm not going to think about anything else. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> babe, it's all about you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, babe. Oh, babe. <laughs> Oh, dude. Uh, okay, so um, things to do would be make them breakfast or dinner, go out of your way to help with chores. And then. I love breakfast, and it would be insane if someone would make me breakfast. Aww. Like, yes. <laughs> um, something to avoid would be lacking follow through on small and large tasks. Mm. As in starting things and then stopping in the middle mm-hmm. and leaving it forever? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's never happened to you, has it? <laughs> or someone just saying they're going to do something and then never doing it? The crockpot is still in the dining room. Oh my god, Kay! And I, a couple of weeks ago, I was, I was finally like, fuck it. It's going in the trash. Yeah. And I texted my mom while she was at work, and I was like, so this is going in the trash unless you want to clean it today. Today. Mm-hmm. And she went, now listen. <sighs> and she said, you know, some people cook with that grease. I said, not when it's growing mold. Not when it's been there since Christmas. Yeah. Not oh when it's God. been left out since she Christmas and growing mold. She, she did. She did. She looked me in my face and said that to me. <gasps> And oh my God. I was so furious. God damn it, Karen! <laughs> I was so furious. I had to go to my room. Yeah, because I can't think about that crockpot anymore. It's disgusting. And yet I'm still thinking I'm about thinking that crockpot right now. Thanks for bringing it up. You're welcome. That'll be in my nightmares tonight. It's in mine every day. I'm gonna be like Monica and show up to your house with a sponge in a bucket and be like, yeah, I heard about your apartment. And I couldn't sleep. <laughs> Can I clean it? <laughs> Can I clean your crockpot, please? I don't even want it cleaned. I want it destroyed. Karen, can you just clean the crockpot? I'm going to watch you. <laughs> I need you to clean the crockpot so Karen and I can have a functional relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Carrie. Oh. I'm just going to throw it away and just see if she notices. Away. Yeah, just throw it away. She's not going to notice. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do it. Dare ya. Oh, I'll, I will do it tomorrow. Tomorrow, yes! my days off are my cleaning days. I t- yeah, mine, mine used to be that way too, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Throughout the week. Yeah. Okay. So last night when I was um, trying to figure out what the fuck I was going to talk about, um, I took the love language quiz again because I hadn't taken it forever. Right. And my results kind of surprised me. Um I didn't realize acts of service were so big for me, but now that I'm now that it's been brought to my attention, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, the puzzle pieces are falling into place. <laughs> yes, so many. So my scores were uh, ten on acts of service, 
10 on quality time, 5 on words of affirmation, 4 on receiving gifts, and 1 on physical touch. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense for you, though. Yeah. 100% all of that Mm -hmm. makes sense for you. Yeah. It does. (laughs) Because you can only tell me you love me so much. Before actions speak louder than words. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And, like, physical touch. Like, I love hugging. I love cuddling. But it... Sometimes I can't. And it has to... You have to have all of that communication. And all of your emotional tank has to be filled completely before Mm -hmm. you can meet that need. Yes. Is the difference. Yeah. That's where that that gas gauge thing comes into play of, like, Mm -hmm. your intimacy level needs to be full Mm -hmm. before you can reciprocate physically. Yes. It's that Maslow's hierarchy of needs thing. Yeah. All of your other needs have to be met before you can get there. Absolutely. And, like, (laughs) for me, just make me horny. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be there. (laughs) Just, like, say, hey, babe, you need to put your clothes on. Huh? Okay, I'm down. Yeah. That's where I'm at. (laughs) Um, But there are always two sides to every coin. Yes. Like we talk about a lot on here. And I noticed something when I was taking the quizzes yesterday, and there is an apology language. There is, yes. He has a whole other book about the different, I don't remember how many different ones he said. Seven? Seven apology languages, maybe? Or it's showing like me five. Five. Okay. Yeah. There's a whole book that he wrote on apologies. Yeah. That's huge. Yes. I had I had no idea that that yeah. was even a thing. And, like, I took it because I was a little nervous. I thought it was going to be, like, how I apologize to people. But, no, no, it's about how they apologize to you. Yeah. And um, so my apology languages are as follows. Seven, accept responsibility. Seven, expressing regret. Four, make restitution. Two, genuinely repent. Zero, request forgiveness. That sounds like mine, too. Yeah. It, and I was a little surprised that I because don't want... Both, well, both of us have been manipulated really badly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the empty apology that constantly happens with nothing changing... Yeah. ...is not going to cut it. Yeah, no. It's... We, we, we've both been scorned so much that it's like, okay, no, 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 no. If you don't want to have this fight again, you're going to fucking change. Yeah. Or I'm gone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or we're done. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh-huh. And I haven't read that book yet. I really need to. I, it he looks like it would be... It really heavily in a lot of his other works. And he has a lot of really good books, you guys. Like, yeah. for real. And... I think both the apology language and the love language books would be extremely important to read before you get married. There's another one that's about, um, that we read called, it's called Making Love, um, Adapting Behavior, something about arguing. I don't know. I'll have to look them up and post them. But mm-hmm. they're, he's brilliant, you guys. Yeah. He's so insightful. He pulls a lot of things from his own marriage. He pulls a lot of things from, because... I love that, that he doesn't present as someone who just went into his own marriage with a perfect relation, as a perfect relationship. Yeah. You know, he, he goes into it very open with you mm-hmm. about how, about his own personal struggles and their personal struggles together and his wife's struggles and just, it's very transparent mm-hmm. and it's very honest, which is what I appreciate more than the fact that it's gendered. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I appreciate someone who's honest with me and real. Yeah. 
And if that's how he has to communicate to be able to be transparent and real, that's how he has to communicate. Exactly. And, like, we have to understand that, you know, he's not doing it from any point of malice. He's just trying to help. And he's it's just from his point of view. Yeah. That's the only way he can communicate as a straight male. Yeah. And he's also a brilliant straight male. Yeah. As opposed to some of the very ignorant ones that we talk about on this podcast. <laughs> I just want to say, hashtag not all males, he is brilliant. Yes. And he has done wonders for my relationship. Yeah. And I just really hope, I've recommended him very heavily to some of my other friends and just had to, because a lot of my friends are atheists and stuff, and I have to really go in and be like, okay, listen, it's very heteronormative and it's very Christian, but you have to get past that and look at what he's saying because it's really helpful. Yes. It's really helpful. No matter what your belief system is, if you go into a relationship putting the other person's needs first, mm-hmm. if both of you go in putting the other's needs first, your relationship will be successful. Yes. 100% no matter what. Yeah. That's the way it'll be. Sadly, we're humans and we can't always be selfless, but... If we try to be as selfless as possible and put their and put the other's needs first, you'll be golden. Yes. Golden. Now, if you're in a vampiric relationship where someone is not reciprocating mm-hmm. and you're putting everything in, you need to leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. However, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know how hard that is. It's we both rough. know how hard yes. that is. Very hard. And uh, if it's a family member. And sometimes it, they, it takes them breaking up with you one more time. Yep. Sometimes it's been on again, off again, and sometimes it takes them breaking your heart one more time for you to say, you know what, don't try to get me back. Yeah. I'm done. This is your ultimatum. Either you stay and we do this, or you leave and don't try to get me back. That's what I had to do for the last time. Yeah. And it was really fucking hard. I'm sure it was. Because I spent four to five years of my life thinking I was going to marry this person. Mm -hmm. And wishing they would get their shit together. (laughs) Yeah. You know? And it just... At some point, you gotta you cut gotta, the cord. Well, and you gotta realize that you're okay, that you're worthy, and you'll be okay. Yeah. You've gotta realize that you're worth it, mm-hmm. and someone will love you for you. Yes. Which we've both been in the position of wondering that. Yes. And we've both in the, I've been in the position of thinking because I was with my ex for so long that I had my emotional breaks and anxiety breaks and went through my whole my my whole discovery of my anxiety disorder and trying to figure out a medication that worked and all kinds of crazy stuff that I thought that if I went with any, that if I broke up with him, no one else would put up with me, you know? Yeah. And no one else would be able to handle me. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. No. And I hope I speak to you, whoever you are out there, hypothetically you, the hypothetical you out there. I hope that speaks to you. Yeah. There will always be other people who are compassionate and who will love you for you. And if you're not happy, you need to leave or talk to them and discuss it. And if they change, awesome. If they don't, you have got to go because there are plenty of fish in the sea. Yes. Y'all. <laughs> Except that fish. That's my fucking fish. And right. You don't touch it. Except <laughs> for our fish. Don't touch our fish. <laughs> that is my goddamn fish. Right. <laughs> it's a really good fish. My fish is delicious. <laughs> So's yours. You know it. Say it. 
important to remember. <laughs> I've had a lot of wine. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> um, okay. So... <laughs> I just saw you tear in the headlights. It was amazing. <laughs> it gave me so much pride. I bet that it did. <laughs> it's been such a day. <laughs> um. Well, I think that we've probably discussed enough. No, just go ahead um, and finish your go for go for your conclusion. Okay. I'm just preparing. Um. Okay. So. Um. Just as it's important to know your partner's love language, it's extremely important to know their apology language as well, and it's important for them to know yours and back and forth. Um, so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Communication is key. Yeah. If you, no matter what your belief system is, everyone will agree to that. Yes. And um, in the same way, it will benefit others to know your apology language in order to express apologies to you in ways that you interpret most sincere. This translates into better communication, increased understanding, and ultimately improved relationships. Well, yeah, and like, see, so because one of my primary ones is words, especially with friends and in, in working relationships, uh-huh. like my boss came in and screamed at us one night and or one day and directly like reprimanded me in front of my coworkers, uh-huh. which is not cool with me. Yeah, as someone whose lo- primary love language, one of my primary language love languages is words. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, no. And because I've been in therapy for so long, I knew that I needed to wait until I wasn't angry. Yeah. So I waited about a week because I was pissed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I had a lot of feelings. <laughs> I just have a lot of feelings. Um. <laughs> So she doesn't even go here. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you're gonna say that. Okay. Um, so I waited until I was like, I figured out what I needed to say, and I worked it out, and I went and I said, "Hey," at the beginning of the day, I was like, "Hey," at some point, can we talk? Just because I know you're busy. I just it's not a big deal. I just need to talk to you about something. And so he was like, "Hey," he like called me on the walk. He was like, "Hey, I'm free if you want to talk." So I went down and I was like, "Hey," just to set this boundary. That's not cool. Yeah. You know, very professionally, of course. I was like, hey, just, I want us to talk as, as equals real quick. When you told me I couldn't wear headphones and you reprimanded me the way that you did with your finger in my face and talking about your dad and blah, 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 blah. Like, you can't reprimand me like that in front of these guys. Because not only am I kind of their administrator and their assistant and kind of their babysitter, but I'm female and they're all male. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Sorry, guys. Our society is fucking gendered. You know what I mean? Like, you can't... You can't do that. Yeah. If there's an issue, you need to talk to me behind... In your office. Yeah. And then I explained why, blah, blah, blah. Like, why I continue using headphones and blah, 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 blah. And he was like... And at the end of it, he thanked me. Mm Mm-hmm. Is the thing. Yeah. Because when you're adult with people, they treat you as an adult. And we haven't had an issue since. That's awesome. Because people respect you... When you take the time to explain things to them. Yeah. So it's important. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's important that we take the time. It's important that we're equally respectful. And we don't have a charity with this one, of course. Yeah, so no. It's, it's just this, the invest PSA in yourself. is to just communicate. Yeah. Invest in invest yourself and your relationships. Invest in your relationships, for sure. Yeah. It's insane to me how much people invest in the rest of their lives, but not in the most important relationships in their lives. Go to counseling. Go to the seminar. 
Even if you're not religious and your parents are like, hey, this marriage counselor is coming, go. Because I guarantee you it's valuable in some way. Yeah. Even if it's, even if you take leave all the Jesus stuff on the table. Yeah. Or the Hindu stuff or the whatever religion it is that you get, you know, <laughs> pulled into. Like, yeah. Even if you don't pull religion into it, a lot of times it's about communication. Mm-hmm. That's what the most important thing is. Learn how to communicate effectively. Learn how to communicate your love. And you will be successful. Mm-hmm. So, you have anything to add? No. Because, I like, the little experience I have is not much. And, um, I mean... You're learning from other people's mistakes pretty well, which is cool. Yeah. And, like, I'm trying to just, you know, take things as they come. And, you know, we haven't really had a huge disagreement yet, which has been nice. But, um... Like, I also, like, don't want to be, like, super upset if that comes up. And, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm just trying to listen to you and... You guys are in a unique position, though, because you've both been in a lot of therapy. Mm -hmm. You both really know how to identify your emotions and you know when you're projecting and all of that. So that's going to be huge for you guys. Yeah. That we didn't have, you know? Yeah, and, like... We didn't go to therapy until I kind of floated it as an option because I know he had really bad ADD. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, hey, <laughs> go here and you yeah. can get medicine <laughs> and talk about things. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and like one thing that um, I really like about our relationship is that like when we know we're fucking up, we can text each other and be like, hey, that wasn't cool. Right. You guys are really transparent that way, which yeah. is really cool. And like she texted me she texted me today, and she's like, hey, I'm really sorry. I've been really distant this week. Like, You guys are I'm really a- self-aware, which yeah. is unique. Yeah. And awesome. And it's going to solve so many problems. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, just preemptively. Yeah. Because you were already feeling neglected, I bet. Yeah. I know it. I see your face. You were already feeling neglected, and she could sense it, and and and... And knew. Well, like, the thing is... Because you talked about it, I bet. Yeah. Right? Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been having this, like, week where I just, I needed all kinds of affection. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was it was getting to a point where, like, I needed it from something. And mm-hmm. I, I, it wasn't, I didn't care from what it was. <laughs> like, I, like, I couldn't get it from my mom. Like, I hugged her for longer than a second. And she's like, oh, are you going to fall asleep on me? And I was like, well, no, I'm sorry. Like, I'll leave you alone. All right, fuck you. Bye. <laughs> and, and, like, um, I told my friend, I was like, I just, like, I need, I need affection. And I can't get much out of Kelly. And I understand that. And that's fine. <laughs> but I just need someone to hold me or something. Like, I just need a hug or something. And like, I, like I've been having breakdowns. Like it was, it was getting bad. And like, I texted, I texted Kelly the other night, like at midnight. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, I just really wish that you could be here and cuddle me. So I need that. And like, she, she texted me. Like we texted off and on, but it wasn't like she had kind of ignored that. And like, Last night, I was like, I'm just really needing a lot of affection this week. I'm really sorry. <laughs> and, like, she sent me a bunch of, like, really cute gifts. And then, like, she texted me that this morning. What? The, I'm sorry, I've been kind of distant. Like, yeah. 
And, like, I get, like, I don't want to, like, force anyone to have affection for me or anything right. like that. Yeah, I hate doing that, too, because that yeah. happens with words a lot. Where yeah. You tend to kind of, sometimes they fish for a compliment. Mm-hmm. And Josh is not about that. Yeah. <laughs> and he calls me on it a lot. And I'm like, well, but you don't do it organically. Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How else am I supposed to get this from you? And, yeah. Yeah. So. But. It's I been really good. Th- I think that's going to be really helpful for you guys. Yes. I'm kind of jealous, but whatever. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we're learning and we're taking time. Yes. Okay. So let's have a game. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I- I'm going to read first this time. Okay. So this is our game, um, If You Had To, by Drunk Star and Stupid. And Kay's going to go first. Okay. So if you had to, would you... Have an incurable disease that is slowly turning you into a garden gnome. Or. (laughs) That is so appropriate for the theme of today. Yes. Because mine is become and remain celibate. Oh, no. We need to define celibate, I think. (laughs) Does that mean just like having sex with like a person? Celibate is like. No sex. No As nothing. No masturbation either? No. Oh, God. I think I'd rather be on the garden. Same. <laughs> I think that speaks volumes. <laughs> if you're a garden gnome, you can still get it on with the other gnomes. I mean, in theory, yes, if they're not inanimate objects. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you haven't noticed, we have become bi-weekly and bisexual. Um, <laughs> we have become yeah. bi-weekly. So um, you can spice up your Mondays and your Fridays. Start your. You can spice up your Mondays by listening to us gab for a really long time and then... Lighten up your Fridays with lots of humor. Yes. So, and go into your weekend with a positive attitude, which is what we're all about here. So, um, just make sure you tune in to both days. Yes. we're really proud. I fucking love Fridays. I know, me too. Friday episodes are my favorite. (laughs) I actually did my notes for Fridays for Cricket News before I did my notes for this. I do mine at work because I have, like, such a sometimes I have a really rough day at work and sometimes I just need something funny. You need something to laugh, right? Yeah. And so I find it and it's perfect. Yes. It's just and, awesome. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. And so we're really excited about it. So give us lots of listens and head over to our Patreon and donate because we have Patreon content now. Yes, we do. And no one's gotten to view it yet because we don't have patrons. Right. So you go can, donate, please. Yes, you can you can view it at you view it. You can listen to our Patreon content at any level dollar five dollar ten dollar twenty five anything um but we do have some tiers so i don't know do you want to plug that right now or um yeah i can so the tiers yeah the tiers kind of build off of each other um which i mean it always does yeah. yeah let me pull up our patreon yeah go for it all the tiers are um they start with unspeakable so unspeakable level one is a dollar or more per month. Um, so with a dollar, you get a shout out on our social media as well as access to our content. Mm-hmm. Um, for five dollars, which is unspeakable level two, um, 
you get a shout out on social media and on the podcast and access um unspeakable level three um that's ten dollars you get a shout out on our social media on the podcast and a free merch item when they become available yeah we're working on a poster yes a that poster. will be signed. Yes. We're working on a poster. My husband's going to draw it. It's going to be super cute, you guys. Oh, yay! I'm yeah. so excited. Um, I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be so cute. I can't wait to post it and get everyone so excited about it. <laughs> Aww. Um, Unspeakable Level 4, which is $15. Um, you get a shout-out on social media, a shout-out on the podcast, and a free merch item when they become available and that's like a bigger item or maybe like two so yeah. maybe like a poster and like either a, a t-shirt or yeah something. yeah uh, we'll figure it out <laughs> yeah we haven't got merch figured out quite yet you guys because we're new yeah so we have lots of ideas <laughs> <laughs> so uh 25 dollars yeah yeah maybe a shot glass yeah that would be good for the fifteen dollars. I need to get that quoted at work yes okay so for 25 dollars you're just called unspeakables because mm-hmm. um, that is the, the ultimate yeah <laughs> the ultimate level yes um so you will be able to ask us to create one episode based on a topic of your choice yes you get to pick a to- topic yes as well as the free merch item when they can become available and you also get shout outs on our social media and on the podcast and of course access so you so. actually you'll get two shout outs because we'll shout you out just at the end of our episode and say, Hey, special thanks, we love you. And then you'll also get like a double shout out on the day that we do your topic. Yeah. So mm-hmm. lots of love. Yes. <laughs> Lilas. <laughs> yes. Love you like a sister. <laughs> I used to do that all the time. Right? Okay, I didn't know if you got it or not. Oh I so did. I had to explain the acronym. <laughs> Okay, well, we love you guys so much. Um, We're so excited about all the content we're about to bring you guys. Um, Thank you for all your support online, and we just... We we ain't too proud to beg, so just give us a dollar. (laughs) If all of you guys could give us a dollar, then we would uh, be able to support this podcast without putting our own money into it. Yes. um, And make a little bit of profit. So just, you know, we love you. Um, Love us back. And more importantly, we want you to remember, you are not a monster. Bye. Bye, guys. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Check out our Tumblr blog, at Talk Crooked, for sources and photos. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Talk Crooked. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We are currently a self-funded podcast, so if you would like to donate and receive a shout-out on air, please visit us at patreon.com slash talkcrooked. Eventually, we will start doing listener episodes. If you have your personal stories related to our previous episodes, email us at talkcrooked at gmail.com. For business inquiries or sponsorships, email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. Okay, bye!